Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. Joining me today is my spiffing guest, Jack Smith. Welcome. How are you doing? You alright? Not bad, thank you. Good, good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all good, thank you. Yeah, good stuff. So, in this episode, uh, we are going to be talking about autistic, hang on, autism spectrum disorder, uh, ASD, as uh, Jack is one of uh, many who has been uh, diagnosed later in life, <clears throat> which uh, I have uh, joined those ranks myself recently. So uh, we're going to be uh, sort of, uh, I guess, uh, sharing stories of our experiences and uh, any way it has affected us. So I guess, Jack, uh, I'll start off uh, by just asking the usual which is uh, like where are you from where do you live uh, I currently live in Croydon in the United Kingdom okay and and is that where you were born and raised yeah yeah I was um, yeah I was, I was born around here I've lived around here most of my life except when I was in Winchester for the three years doing university obviously sure uh, yeah I've not really gone anywhere else okay that's fair enough so when it comes to uh, your diagnosis uh, like, how old were you? You know, how long did it take? And I suppose, you know, what led to it happening? Uh, I was 19 when I was uh, officially diagnosed. Um, that's how long it takes. Well, it depends. Uh, the, from the first, how long it took from the first time it was suggested was uh, three years. Right. But, um, I was on the waiting list for 18 months because I didn't start looking into it until I, like properly until I got into university. Okay. Um, there was a couple of things that really led to it, to be honest. Uh, one, of the, one of the first ones was, uh, you know, I'd always felt a little bit different to a lot of my peers, I guess. Sure. I just figured that was just because of my personality was a bit off, so a bit different, not off, different. So I said, well, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good with that. And then I ended up going to a play of um, the cute incident of the dog in the dog, the dog in the nighttime with uh, my drama cohort, uh, my class at the time, during my edibles. Right. And after we watched that, uh, one of my classmates turned around to me and just very pointedly asked, said to me, you know, um, that, and my character reminds me a lot of it. A lot, a lot of you. I, um, I responded, "Okay, that's that's nice. I, I guess I can see that." When are you autistic? And I said, "Not that I know of." And then that was that. Uh, right. Then I had to go see a child psychologist for something else because apparently they you still have to do that when you're 17. It's still a child psychologist, which is quite amusing. Anyway, moving past that point, um, mm-hmm. they suggested that I, that I, 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 I have some, some autistic traits, and I might, I may well be autistic, but they thought because I was very high functioning, it wouldn't be worth looking into. 
was the was like what I was told, um, and I didn't like that. I was like, okay, I I guess I will sit with that. That's that's fine. And then I got to university, and within the space of two weeks, I was asked nine times whether I was also sick. And I sat there and I was like, I'm going to go get this checked out. So I went to the doctors, um, and they gave. Uh, you'll be familiar with the AQ10. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was given the AQ10, and you know, it's a, it's a test you got. That if you score six or above, they tend to refer you for a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured I'd be around six if I was pretty high functioning, but uh, I actually scored a nine on that test. So um, I was referred quite quickly, and uh, I was very very lucky with the waiting list. So I got I got in within a year and a half, and then in the three hour session that uh, we had, I had a three hour chat with the psychologist, and within the first hour he'd gone. He'd very he'd kind of just unofficially gone. Yeah, you're autistic, but we're going to finish this up, and uh, you won't get the full confirmation until January. Until until January, but you are autistic. And then I got that confirmation confirmation of in the January of 2019, uh, just before my 20th birthday. And yeah, okay, that's fair enough. How so, about your own journey? Sorry. How about your own journey to you know diagnosis? How did that go for you? Yeah. Um, so for myself uh well i guess i think i could maybe touch on it more in detail but uh i never really thought about being uh on uh, the autistic spectrum uh or artistic spectrum for the it crowd fans listening uh but it sort of started to occur to me funnily enough after you and I first met when we were both uh, student helpers uh, in well it would have been I think it would have been 2019 actually maybe uh, no no what am I talking oh, about 2018 2018, 2018. 2018. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was that term it was the same term I got I got my diagnosis in, but um, right yeah yeah uh, so yeah in 20 September 2018 and yeah, so I started to think about it, and then the more I uh, I'd spoke to uh, Lily, my uh, girlfriend at the time, now wife, uh, and she started to think that maybe I was, and she even suggest she sort of said to me that it had occurred to her when even when we first met, like wondering if I was. Uh, I think I, we then did a few of the because they were like you know you could do the um, online questionnaires. And just yeah. with those questions and my answers, it was there like I think I am. I think it was it was early in twenty nineteen that I went to the GP and you know, they uh sort of sent uh like put me on the list. Uh I had an, an they told me of again that it would be a year and a half to two years and that was fine. But I had a whole situation where um obviously that would have been um you know uh, delayed a bit with uh, uh, the pandemic starting early, early 2020 but then what was annoying was uh, I think it was, yeah it was earlier this year in 2021 that I got a letter telling me that because I was no longer living in Winchester because I'd moved to Southampton after uni because it's cheaper uh, and it was uh, because you're no longer living in the area where you were diagnosed, you've been removed from the list. 
and so I had to reapply again um, here in Southampton. So I was there thinking it's going to take ages again. But um, thankfully it didn't. Uh, when I met the psychologist, they informed me that basically they'd, when I, when my name was added to the list, they noticed that I had already been on the waiting list for a while. So they uh, sped it up and it was within a month, got, you know, got the call to confirm when my appointment was. And yeah, uh, went there and um, I don't know about an hour in, but I think pretty, definitely pretty early on, I think it was um, uh, the lady who was uh, doing the assessment for me uh, seemed, uh, was uh, there like, yeah, you're on, you know, you, you do have uh, ASD. Uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, and I guess something you and I may get more into, but uh, it just, it answered a lot of uh, things about uh, growing up uh, and the way that uh, even now, like um, the way that I feel like uh, my outlook is a bit, uh, has always has sometimes felt a bit, uh, it differs to others, to, to some of my friends and family. I don't know about yourself. Yeah. That is something I've, I've noted in the, in my time, it's something that I will go on to talk about. I think today, because there's 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 a, there's a few occasions where it has kind of caught up with me. Is what I will. Sure. So, but um, um, I suppose what, what I was going to ask is like uh, I suppose something that I'm slightly curious about, and uh, to imagine people listening would be as well. Is like you said, uh, within the first couple of weeks of uni, uh, you know, you'd been asked. Uh, nine times do you like did they actually give their reason for why they were asking or was there something that you know um, well a couple of them it was things like oh you remind me of my brother or you remind me of my friend um, in other instances it was just a question that they gave without context alright um, you know and you know, I, I kind of started answering it with, a, with well I'm not really sure and um, yeah it's just sort of that I think it's I've got a very direct way about me. I don't be around the bush. I'm very blunt. I'm very to the point. And I do miss social cues quite a lot in some fairly obvious ways sometimes, especially with jokes. And I think, I think when that comes about enough, I think that's when people know. But to be honest, who knows? Sure. Honestly, it's, it's not really something that particularly matters to me as to the why. It was more just the, oh, huh. That's fair enough. From multiple different sources now. Yeah. At least then I should probably check this out. That was really the only thought process in my head. It was I was I started getting curious on my own, like more and more curious, and I then just went. I don't really want to find the curiosity on this one anymore. I'm just going to go go for it. So. Yeah. No. Sure. And I mean, curiosity was a factor that um, played a part for me. And I think it was more because when I was going through with it and I was speaking with uh, people, like, you know, they would say to me, like, what are you, like, what are you wanting to achieve with, uh, if you do have it, like, if you get uh, diagnosed? And for me, it was a case of sort of what I said. I was just there, like, it will explain f um, things. It will make things clearer. It wasn't like I was going to be there, like, if I got diagnosed, which I have been, it wasn't like I was going to be there, like, right, treat me differently. It no, was... exactly. no, exactly. It was sort of, 
Why are you trying to do that? That's a question. That's a question I always hate because it's just a very wrong question to ask in my book. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get myself a disability because it just sounds fun, you know? Like you know what I mean? Like it's just like, well, clearly there's something in my head that's not really adding up, and I want to find out. I want to answer that question so I can know that know about that know myself a bit better and maybe understand why I have challenges I don't I don't know about you but one thing that I found growing up is I would get very very frustrated myself or I'll not on a social level not being able to do it the same way that everyone else did and I, I agree to get angry at myself not understanding well, the jokes not having the intuition to understand what people were trying to get more imply more in their speech than what they were saying sure and it made me feel quite stupid because i was i always found myself a very fairly intelligent person i, I always got grades i understood english quite well and when it was in the printed text and the books and even even film i'm much, watching watching a film you know i'm much better at um understanding the nuances there but when it's in real life i just it just doesn't work Sure. I can't. I can't really explain that. It just doesn't. So, for, for me, getting that diagnosis let me almost give myself a break for that kind of stuff. I don't put pressure on myself to always understand and try and conform because I can't. I can't. It's not something I'm able to do. And the fact that I don't have to put that pressure on myself anymore is really, really nice. Yeah. No, it's um, it's interesting because. Fine enough for me because I suppose this is where I was in a slightly different boat to you being um, severely sight impaired mm. so I think it was things that I had there were elements of it that I had been putting down to my blindness that and I just Interesting. but now I realize so for example uh, my organisation and not liking things being moved for example I'd growing up thought that was just due to my blindness because naturally as a blind person you wouldn't want things moved around you know you want things to be you know you have a system you want things to be in the same place but I suppose one thing that with the psychologist that we sort of uh, discussed was you know she was saying but was it like when things were moved so the example I gave because it was just the one that stuck out to me um uh, my drink of choice as a kid st- still really is my preferred drink now as an adult, but it's apple and blackcurrant squash. Mm. Um, and it was always in the same cupboard, but I'd always make sure to put it on the same spot on the shelf. And there were times where due to, you know, my siblings, um, you know, drinking different squash to me because they preferred, they had uh, different types uh, the bottle got moved around and I would struggle to initially find it. Um, and say, so the psychologist would say to me, when that kind of thing happened, was it more, were you a, was it a case of you were upset because it was there like, oh, I'm, you know, oh, they know I'm blind, why are they moving it? Or was it irritation at why did they move it? It had its place. Mm. And when she said that, I was there like, it was probably the latter to be honest which again is more on the uh, ASD side of things where again I'd always put it down 
to my blindness. Another one is my um, uh, my senses. So my other senses are quite sensitive. Uh, you know, I have sensitive hearing. Um, there are certain textures I don't like the feel of. So sensitive touch. And I'd always put that down to my blindness because I believe there is act- there is science there is actual like scientific evidence for this that um, not to say if you went blind that you go full daredevil, um, mm. but you, you, your senses because your your sight is gone, your brain then sort of puts more emphasis on the other senses, so they can tend to be more sensitive. And so, again, I'd always just assumed uh, that they were the way they were because of my um, sight impairment, but it may actually be, well, now it's see, with the diagnosis, it's actually su- seems very much suggested to me that it is because of having ASD. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I mean, sensitivities for me are something that I I have a lot of. I've got ways around them and mitigating them now. But it's it's one it's you know they were always things that got to me. I I was always aware you know, I couldn't I could hear a little bit more than everyone else could because I just didn't seem to be able to focus on it, which was weird because I don't I never had to focus on it. But if I could get them or yeah, there'd be certain things that I would touch and it would like send ripples just throughout my body. I didn't want to be near it. Like you know, you know what you know what I mean? Like Oh yeah, no, like my big one is jewellery. Oh god, yeah. Like, I yeah, I can't stand the feel, the feel of jewellery. I've managed to I always thought I'd manage to do it and I have I, I can wear a wedding ring, but that's as far as I know it can go. I Jerry, I remember once I had another thing where uh, beads so if beads combined with jewelry was the worst so I, I remember one situation where I was feeling on top of the microwave for some reason I, I, I don't know I was trying to find something I, I can't remember what but there was a bracelet of my sister's at the time which was like it was the like star shaped beads obviously like strung together and I remember like just putting my hand on it and I legitimately just automatically just flung it across the room yeah just didn't no thinking about it, just reflex because it was that, like you know, get it away from me. Um, yeah, I can, I, I can just about like do lanyards that like necklaces for me. I don't understand why you would get one round necklace and then you've got like a million little points that are just like on your on your neck. Like it's not that you hurt as much; it's just deeply, deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like having feet. I like, I didn't get many, but like in in the time, like. I I got a couple of medals growing up for swimming and later a gold ball, a sport for the blind. Um, and I hated them. Like obviously, I, you'd have to tolerate them in the moment where the, you know, the mm. ceremony and they're putting the medal around your neck. But as soon as I got off the, like you know, off the podium, you know, it was there. Like you know, I take it off immediately. It's just so I think there's that as well for me. Like things around the neck with necklaces as well. But I agree with you. Like the general feel of them just I don't understand how you could have it against um, your your skin yeah I mean if it's like on clothing it can be a little bit different because 
I mean, the clothing is already uncomfortable, but it does sort of act as a cushion for it. So, yes. like, it's not quite the same thing. No, um, I agree. That's that's where, like, say, I think swimming was, say, worse than goalball, to use the comparisons, because obviously swimming, they gave it to you after, you know, I was still in trunks. Yeah, um, so it's all just, like, on direct bare skin, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 not direct bare skin. Never direct bare skin. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but no, like, because... And again, like what you're saying, because I know um, in the few times you and I have, um, you know, we had met outside of uni, like we had obviously the time where we went to uh, London of Comic Book Society. Yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're wearing like uh, earphones, headphones. Yeah. No, it was good because it's, it's a lot easier for me to do traffic with them on. Like, I, I am capable of doing it without them, but it's, it's, it does hurt a bit. And like, I can't, I can't take it out, but it, it just, I'm not as engaged throughout the day, and I just don't feel good throughout the day if I don't, if I haven't got my protection with me. Sure. So, yeah, but I, just, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm fine with it. If I'm on my own, I'll play music through them, through them, and do that. I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm kind of traffic a bit hard, I'll just pop the headphones on so I can continue the conversation without being constantly distracted and irritated, which. For me, it helps to be more present in the moment. So I, I really like the earphones because it really it stops the pain for one. Yeah. But it also just helps me be a bit more present. Sure. Which is good for me because I I already get distracted by any number of the obsessions I've got in my brain. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. It has to be said because, say, if I listen, I do not like not. Uh, being able to uh, listen to music, say if I'm in a car or any, if I'm on any transport. Yeah. So I think with the sound yeah. of the engine, I want to listen uh, to music. So I have my earphones in. And the reality is, I probably would do a similar thing where I have earphones in or headphones on, with maybe even a music playing very quietly whilst walking along. I suppose the thing is for me though, uh, the idea of doing that. Your internet connection is no, unstable. Right. And this is where it's sort of. Well, it sort of combines with it because with being blind, I rely on the hearing so much that I don't want to risk, um, you know, obstructing it in any way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, but I do feel like if I wasn't blind, it's probably a tactic I would use, especially because like, I hate sirens. Uh, can't oh, stand it. Like, I generally feel like my... It's... Because I know no one like they're loud, like no one likes them. But I suppose you know, it it generally feels like my body is shutting down when yeah, it just feels like there's so much pressure in, in in your head at the time as well, isn't there? Like, yeah. It's just, it I, I don't know describe it properly. It's just yeah. like it's like everything's pushing from the inside. You're just not thinking. You're just going get the siren. I get the siren. I get the siren. I get the siren. Yeah. yeah. It feels so like you're willing it more than you are thinking it. Yeah, and it generally feels like you're going to. Exp- at times, it can feel yeah. like you're going to explode, if it, especially when it gets right oh, yeah. next to you. Yeah, I wonder if right next to you. I don't understand how people don't flinch. <laughs> no, people just carry on like nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like it's same with um, you know, like big lorries. Yeah. If I'm close to a big lorry, I get to the other side of the road. I'm still twitching a little bit. I'm still no, I'm not good with it. Other people were just like, "Yeah, I'll keep on carrying on my conversation and full." I'm like, "How? How do you do that?" 
Yeah, no, certainly. And it's um, sort of like the thing you said earlier about like not always getting people's jokes. See, I think I sometimes get them and sometimes I don't. But then yeah. it's one of those things that when I do, it goes. I I've know my mistake quite quickly, but especially depending on the person, you can't um, fix. It. For example, I uh, I suppose the most recent example I can use is uh, I was talking to a friend's uh, boyfriend, uh, mm. and uh, we were on the subject of films coming out uh, this year because I'm a big um, uh, cinema f- uh, fan. Uh, very much enjoy going. It's been weird. Oh, it's- it's the best place to go, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, which which is weird considering what we've just said about um, loud noises. And well, yet... I think it's I think it's different in that context, though, because you've not got you've not got a like a they're very carefully designed sound, so everything's yeah most made to do things. And then aside from you know people grabbing sweets and things like that, which is annoying, but like you know. There isn't too much like extraneous sound, and you don't have to be sociable at the same time. You don't have to be doing a task. At the same oh no, I enjoy time. that part. Yeah, yeah it's just that we're watching the, the movie. <laughs> yeah, the only thing you've got to do is watch the film. Yeah, and there's the, the only the only sounds you really have to focus on are the film sounds, and especially if you hit sit in the middle of the cinema. It's a really good place because I don't like being at the back because the sound the sound system is just overwhelming when you're at the back. Oh yeah, yeah, it comes but, right behind you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't like I don't like that. I also don't like being right at the front because then you just feel like you're being pushed back into your seat. But if I can get if I can get a middle seat and and the room's dark, it's, it's properly dark. Sometimes I leave the lights on like a dimmer, and that's just no good. But sure, yeah, yeah. You know, when they put the when they make the room dark and they yeah they, they do it like that. I'm I'm really good at just yeah know, focusing. It's, it's different and it's, it's loud but like I feel like if you I don't know if this is the same view but I feel like when I know something's going to be a certain way I can prep for it so that even if it does cause me some issues they're not it's not going to cause me like the same issues in an unexpectedly loud place yeah I, I mean I'd agree with that I will say that I do like again like you said you do expect it but uh, if, but say in an action film or Oh, yeah, um, right. it does occasionally get a bit there is like sometimes moments where I'm there like god and also for me obviously being blind I watch it with audio description so then I have to turn up the earphone the headset that can get a bit awkward oh. but I still I still enjoy it um, well, like the the explosions, like all the explosions and stuff they can be a bit like yeah Ow. yeah but you know I think it's it's not it's never to the point where I've got a lead no so I, I, I quite like putting up with it because then, because I can then still stay there with the film in in the beautiful big screen effect that it has. And I do. I think I I'm a very, as you well know, I'm a very big fan of the cinema, and um, yes. I'm a very you know film student, of course I am. Yep. And uh, the I, th- I think the cinema is still the best place to watch most films. So certainly, I like being able to be in the environment where I was meant to see it. Yeah, no, it's no, it's definitely the case. Uh, I will say it's probably the only time I enjoy being with strangers, because uh, because the experience of like, like I'm thinking like like especially like the big films like you know when you had I guess the recent examples would be, you know the MCU films with in, especially Infinity War and uh, Endgame. Yeah, uh, you know just that that experience with other people. There is something that's 
you know very satisfying about that like uh you know i guess spoilers for endgame came out 2019 a lot of people saw it but where where um you know when mjolnir um flies into cap's hand like you know and and a lot of people when i watched that film like you know i watched it three times and every time there were people you know cheering clapping and it's weird because there are times where that kind of thing would annoy me but in that in that moment i don't mind it so yeah i must admit i didn't i didn't cheer um with the crowd but it was a nice experience to kind of be in there with them clapping while they were clapping oh, and cheering yeah i agree i didn't I, I didn't i didn't cheer or clap I, I i i don't do those kind of things yeah neither do i it's it, for me if you're watching a film you 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 can absolutely have a big grin on your face i i definitely oh, yeah. did in that moment yeah but, I've, I've i've i think that's the the only time i think i've had um i i've generally felt on my face could Again, I don't emote much in general. The only time I felt like what I'd refer to as a Cheshire cat grin on my face was the airport scene in Civil War. Mm, no, that was... To be fair, I didn't actually get that in that moment. I didn't get it until we were in Infinity War. And um, That's fair. It's, it's like films that I really love. I, it can happen. But usually my smile was like the tiniest... Same corner of my mouth going up yeah same that's so, why that's why the civil war one was weird to me because i could feel it on my face and i was there like this is not normal <laughs> yeah like, you just, you just feel like the skin stretching you're like ah uh, because I, mean, I don't know about you but a lot of time i realize people like big expressions i realized that quite young um so i i, I kind of know how to kind of bake a lot of them convincingly so that i sure. can sort of blend in a bit See, but, the, I think this is where the difference is, isn't it? Because for me, uh, I mean, granted, I wasn't born blind, but being blind from a young age, I think I'm not able to do that. Like, I don't know how to f- sort of, I don't know how to replicate them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we didn't know exactly because you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know what they look like. Would exactly. You? Yeah. Like. Yeah. So, but I can definitely understand from your point because because that's the thing as well like when you grow up in society like I may not be able to replicate physical emotions but you you know you do um, learn like what's expected uh, what's acceptable uh, yeah and it's quite funny because a lot of people don't well, they don't they don't they don't realise those pressures exist because for a lot of them it's, it's, it's instinct to them yeah and it's really interesting actually because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of a narrative of oh, but nobody's normal and da da da, da and um, you know everyone struggles with X, Y, and Z, and you know, and well, I don't well, a lot of people don't seem to understand is it's it's the fundamental basics mm. that a lot of people kind of just understand that we don't like. For example, for me, uh, when I'm in a social situation that I've gotten wrong, I learn that specific situation and how that works. It doesn't necessarily translate to the exact to a similar situation. It just sure. translates for that. So, um, you know, I I once I had a friend at university in my first year who I accidentally upset because um, she'd come in she'd come in and um, she looked like she'd been crying. So I asked her, you know, oh why why are you sad? Because crying was sad. That's what crying is. I've since learned that there's happy crying, which is just annoying. <laughs> but, I mean, I do. I'd agree uh, that when I, when I, I mean, 
again physically like visually i've i can't really tell if someone's crying sometimes in the voice obviously but yeah when i that's not something i'd ever thought about but i yeah when i first found out that people happy cried as well it was like all right <laughs> okay yeah didn't, didn't yeah. Well, uh, exactly that, what that's new they don't look that dissimilar to me mm. like they're <laughs> quite similar i can't just... i could imagine that they don't no they look, they look pretty similar so yeah. i was uh, and anyway that's 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 not that that was another sort of the tangential point I, i've linked those two memories in my head but um yes yeah, so she so your friend yeah friend was crying yeah so, yeah so she was crying and um well she looked like she was crying so i asked why she was sad and her response to me was you know i'm not sad why why would you think i'm sad so my response to that was to list off everything about her that indicated to me that she was sad or she might be sad and she'd been crying because um you know she asked me why why why, why i thought she was sad so i i, I answered mm. but you know a list of things like um oh you've got you've well, got red and puffy eyes if it's a bit excited bloodshot they've got they got small bags under them your skin's discolored you know that kind you know that kind of thing sure i didn't mean anything by it it was just no of course that, that's what that's what indicated that you were sad and I had, a, I, had a, I had a friend in there as well, a different friend who was trying to non-verbally get me to stop doing that. Mm. But I didn't get his signal. So I then asked him if he had something wrong with his neck because he was kind of waving his hand in front of it. Sure. Um, and then, you know, he, he had to sit down with me and he was, at first he was like, why the hell would you even do that after she'd left? And I said, and when, when it was, he kind of started to clock that I, I genuinely didn't understand that there was a problem. And he kind of had to re-explain it to me, and then I had to check that. And that was, you know, I was like, okay, cool. If someone looks like they... And it, as it turns out, she had hay fever, by the way. That's what that's what had happened. She, she wasn't... Okay, so, yeah. Anyway, but it was it was ambiguous to me. And I, I hadn't... I'd picked up that she'd had the sniffles, but people had had cold, so I just assumed it was that. Um... But anyway, um, so that was fine. I said, okay, I get that situation. But then I had a situation a couple of years later where um, one of my colleagues had been crying. I said, oh, okay, I, I, don't ask, I don't ask why you're sad now. I asked why you, why you were crying. That's a better question. So I asked, and they said, I've not been crying. And they were, that was very clearly not true. So I said, well, that's not true. And I was about to do the exact same thing again. And yeah. so another colleague came away, just, just, just pulled me away and went, and basically went to me, Jack, this is, this, this is that situation again. And I genuinely did not get it. Mm. It wasn't the same context. See, it's interesting, like this, because I like, said, so, and I guess this is where I'm referring to it now. And I know some people. Some people may not like this, but I'm referring to what I said, the the autistic part of my brain, because I hear like you saying, like, she came in, she looked upset, and then she's there, like, oh, why do you think I'm upset? And you describe the visual things. Obviously, that's not something that I would be able to do, hmm. uh, as we've mentioned, you know. Uh, I have very little sight. The visual elements, I wouldn't know, but I completely understand why you would do that. At the same time, because, again, because of what you learned, like you said, through social elements i'm sort of there like i realize that that's you know probably not something people would like but say to me like i don't you know think that's a 
a bad thing, but it's like well, exactly. it's, it's, it's a lot. Of, a lot of times, people, a lot of the ways people try and like teach you social things is go. Well, would you want someone to do that, do, do that to you if you're in the situation? How much ones that usually would be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? You're sort of there like, yes, because I want people to tell me. <laughs> Just yeah. I, I, I want the honest answer to my question. I that's why I asked. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't want this being around the bush and being indirect. I want you know. You know that's what I used to t- say to people if I was chatting to people and I was there. And again, sometimes you don't realize you're doing it and i know lily's informed me that i do do this especially when you get um chatting about something you're into sometimes you keep going you don't realize the people you're talking to aren't interested oh my god i used to do that all the time as a child like my 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 mum did actually gave me a little um was a little routine so that i could sort of figure out if i was going on too much they would go on for hours without stopping because I could, and nobody, a lot of them didn't actually stop me. See, this is the problem because, so the thing I've like talked to, obviously I have the thing of like, normally if they're not interested, it's quite a visual thing. So I'm already at a disadvantage there. But generally I've had moments when, when I realize, oh, I might be talking a bit much and I don't, you know, and it's, especially, I don't know, an example, for example, if it's getting into a deep dive of something superhero related. So not something that's popped up in the films yet, but something that, you know, you're hoping will. And I mean, the irony is now that judging by um, the, uh, uh, the Disney plus shows, the Marvel cinematic universe is going to be getting more into the deep dives of the, of, of the uh, comic books. But yeah, yeah we so, were going to, you know, we were going to, we've had Agatha Harkness, which yeah. were completely wrong. As a character, well, I said wrong. So completely re- re- used her in a different way than she was used in the comics. Yes. You know, but I didn't mind the way that they used her. I have to say. No, I didn't. No, it's but it's you know they're diving deeper into that mystical side of the comics. Yes. And obviously, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You're getting. I mean, obviously, you're getting for starting start getting the legacy characters now, and I'd argue they've almost half turned Spider-Man into a legacy hero. Which, but that's another. That's another argument. Um, yeah. But you know, they're starting to get into that side of it, and I know, I know Loki. I, while I've not, I've not seen it myself yet, but I know it's um, kind of reinterpreting. It's it's sort of going into like multiple timelines, and hinting well, the f- at the multiple yeah. without going um, into it. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, let's be honest. Like as far as deep dives, though, the fact that and this isn't a spoiler. This is in the trailer. The fact that you've got the TVA, you know, the Time yeah. Variance Authority. It's like. You know, this this isn't something that I think they would have done ten years ago. Oh you know? no, I, I I don't think they would have touched, even touched it. Like it's uh, yeah. to be fair, even even when they actually properly touched that. I mean, I say properly touched Thanos. They haven't properly touched Thanos, even though they they, they used him well. They not. they used him well, but they didn't properly touch. And I understand why they didn't. I'm I don't. I've had yeah, this I've I mean, had this debate with um, people where I'm sorry, I don't think that a lot of the general population would have accepted. A massive purple man, um, you know, fantasizing and lusting over a skeleton. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, I could. Yeah, I. Yeah, like there's certain. Yeah, I, I think. I think that would have been a lot harder of a sell. Yes, but I do. I do agree with that. I, I'm. I'm more talking about like uh, obviously history on Titan, his brother Eros. Yes. Um, but but, but again, we, we have. I understand, I understand why they didn't do that. 
but uh, but he also got into mixes a lot with the celestial side of the MCU. Yeah, but like, also you know, eternity and. To be fair, we are getting the Eternals, so you do wonder if there may be some connection there. They may do something uh, there. You don't know. Maybe they might do. But Not sure. I want to try and do you are you are to the Watcher. That that is the day I want to see. I mean, with Fantastic Four happening, I'm pretty sure we will. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know these te- they, the Watchers have technically shown up in Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two. That was just a fun but, wink and a nod, though. That wasn't. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, we didn't really fully understand what, yeah. what they were. I mean, unless obviously you have read the comics, but yeah, it was a proper nerd out moment when it happened. I was uh, oh, like, yeah. I remember right. being in the cinema and I was there like, holy crap! <laughs> just, <laughs> I love that Stan Lee just like was like, yeah, I guess I'm one of you now. Yeah, but it's um, but uh, but no, like the example. So, like, the thing for me that, and to, like, sort of relate to what we said, so I'd have moments where, and Lily says she's witnessed these as well, so now I realise it's probably happened a lot more than I realise, is if I realise, if I did sort of clock that I was maybe doing most of the talking, and I was there like, oh, if I'm boring you, please let me know. And then the people would go, and then they would go, no, no, it's fine. And Lydia has said she's observed this a couple of times where it's there like, oh, you can tell that they're just being polite. And I'm there like, see, that's really irritating to me. Just generally tell me if you want me to stop talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I'm very much the same. I was like, you know, if, I, if I'm bored, if I'm bored, you're in a point, please keep going. It's like, no, please. Uh, I, said, I said, no, 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 you're good. Keep going. And I said, okay. Yeah, because well, I think you've know. told me I'm good. That implies to me that you're oh. fine with me continuing. Don't. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, like, it's almost. It's always, it's always a weird one because it's just like we'll go. Oh, you can't talk too much about yourself. I feel like people get upset. I was like, okay, I, I, I will try not to then. But yeah. then, then you obviously get carried away, but they then don't indicate it to you at all. And it's just like, no, it's 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 why? yeah, it's something I struggle with because yeah, it's just like I I want. You know, yeah, it's just that, like, if you don't want me to continue talking, then that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, especially if it is something like superhero related, you know, yeah. or something. You know, or, especially or the deep dive, because obviously superheroes has become more popular through the MCU. It is more, but there's a yeah, line, I mean, isn't there? Like, because people, well. yeah, because I've had people say to me, say like, oh, it's cool liking Marvel and DC now, and it's there like to a point. <laughs> just then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If, if you start talking about the li- if you start talking about the living tribunal, then people are uh, at this point asked you know would be there like sorry. <laughs> yeah, or if you start talking about how complicated Darkseid actually is as a character. Yes, because like the general concept, people are like, oh, it's cool. He's like this. He's down. It's like no, no, no. I mean, his physical body doesn't. Act- his actual most of his existence actually has nothing to do with his body. And people are just like, I'm sorry, what? It was like. Yeah, he kind of exists outside of the the dimension completely. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, and like the, two people just glaze over. Yeah, like well, I say you glaze over. I, you don't, but my mum tells me people have this glaze over look in their eyes. That's how she tells me that you should notice that they get bored. But the problem is, I don't look at people in the eyes, so it doesn't help me. Well, as I yeah, I mean, I I, I struggle with I I struggle without like that's the thing. Maybe I would notice it even with sight because I again yeah I I really struggle to. I've had moments where I try to look people in the eyes and it generally feels like it's hurting me. I don't know if you've ever done this. Like it generally feels yeah, no, like it, it like just, a strain to do it. Yeah, it, it just, I don't, I, yeah it's like focusing on that. It's weird to me. Yeah. Like, I, it's not, 
for me, it's not so much pain. It's more like yeah, pain may not be the right word, but it's uh, almost like it's almost like there's a rubber. I don't know the way I can feel like it. It's almost like there's a a rubber band, a constraint around your head that's like they're like like trying to pull you back down to your eyes, back down to the shoulder. Well, yeah, exactly. And it was just like well, I, I I I I will. I usually look at people's mouths, or I look at the ground, or I look around. And it's not because it's not like a confidence. It's just I don't particularly like people's eyes very much. It's not something that I need to look at to communicate. Yeah, and yeah. I like I like the, I like I like the sensation of my head moving. See. Because it's funny, because again, the not wanting to eye contact before I got diagnosed was again something I'd put down to being blind. But now, yeah, I, and, I mean, and it probably has some portion of it. But potentially, I, but it's more, it's more like um, the ASD is the foundation where the um, the blindness is a bit of the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, I think that would make, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, sort of like because we sort of touched on it. Like, do you have like any sort of situations to talk about when it comes to like you know, uh, family or friends when growing up? I suppose we've we've been touching on it as we've been going along. But say for example, like one thing when I told my family because uh, obviously I informed them as you would. Uh, one thing I was like saying to my both my parents and my siblings it was like you know i'm not trying to put uh you know you know make you feel guilty or make you feel bad uh you know admittedly i think uh my sister felt a bit uh bad because in her mind she's there like all that time that we grew up you know we're close in age and she like just always thought of me as being, you know, weird and abnormal and, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, and I, and I said to her, it's like, I don't hold it against her because she wasn't to know, I wasn't to know. And to be fair to her again, like to what you, to touch on what you said earlier, I just always thought I was weird as well. And I learned to be there, like, you know, so like one of my favorite things to do, I guess, to be the annoying brother was if my sister went, oh, you're so weird. And I would just go, and? Because, you know, it was just there, like, I had accepted it, and I, in my mind, I was there, like, I was embracing it. But Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, I still almost do embrace myself as a bit weird. Oh, yeah, I still I think do. I probably am, like, even on top, like, it's not like the ASD is there, like, oh, okay, I'm not weird. No, I'm, I'm weird, because, and that's not to do with the ASD. I just, I am, and I'm fine with that. Like, again, it's a bit, yeah. it's cliche to say at this point, but who wants to be normal? Uh <laughs> You know. But yeah, no, but the, the, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, there, there was, there was a big reason. I mean, part of me, I, I didn't really mention it before I was, before I kind of got things sorted because I, for me, it was a very, very private thing. I wanted to know for sure before I spoke about it. Same. I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to like um, put the idea out there. Yeah, I think, yeah, the only person I'd really. Because I've I've struggled, so the only I'd only told obviously my wife knew because she needed to I needed her help with like filling out stuff on the visual side of things, and I also had um, someone who I've been um, like to not go to as far as like I, I've also suffered with uh, depression, so the uh, person who I was speaking to to help me deal with those stuff I'd also mentioned it to, but yeah like I don't know why like my friends and family it was like I want to wait. 
Because I, I think that I think there's almost a thing like it's official. Because if you mention it in the build-up, it makes it feel even more like you're sort of bringing it up because you're wanting things to be different, which you don't. Does that make yeah, sense? Like, I, I, yeah, in my I, mind, they may get that impression. Is what I thought anyway. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned it to a friend guy. I needed someone without the without too much of a bias to have filled it out for me. Sure. Mentioned it to a friend because yeah, you know, it's been it's been a hard thing for a lot of people in my life to kind of accept because it hadn't really felt like a reality. You know, you do you know what I mean? Like it's mm. so you know, I I wanted to know for sure because I I don't I didn't want people trying to be like, oh well, no, he doesn't really fit that. He just has a little trouble here. You know, you know what I mean without because there's there was a certain sense of you know I, I was I've always been a very guarded person so I need someone I've been sure same very open with um, but yeah I didn't really mention it because it was you know it was almost I think it's a very personal thing and you don't you know you're not there asking to be treated differently like 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 forever I mean sometimes yeah when I discover headphones I now do want to be able to wear those all the, as much like as, as much as I want to but obviously there's a bit of cushion tape there and that kind of thing but I don't I don't want to be treated like some sort of kind of object I do like I want some acknowledgement of some of the difficulties that haven't been acknowledged with me growing up just because like I'd really I'd really I'd, I'd really like that yeah but um, but on the other hand on the, you know I'm not looking to be treated as a radically different person. I'm not looking for any handouts. I'm not looking for any that kind of thing. I'm just sort of looking to be understood better. Yeah. And understand myself better. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Because again, like I was saying, so the thing I'd say to my family is because, and it's not like my family ever isolated me, not at all. I wouldn't accuse them of that. I've often said. Yeah, like I've 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 always said that, um, you know, my family. I've been very fortunate with my family, especially when uh, I come across some other people's experiences in my life. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. But with um, but the I suppose the way I put it to them is like, so it's not like I was on my own island, but I, a lot of the time I was on my own part of the island. Uh. I always draw. I, I use the island analogy as well, but I always did feel like I was on my own island. Like I had a bridge that I could. Well, yeah, that may be a better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, or, or one way I thought I could really sum it up to my fact. So, as far as like in my main house, because my older brother moved out when I was quite young. So, as far as like my uh, with my two younger siblings and my parents. So the way I put it is like, so my so there was a time recently where uh, my family all found out what Hogwarts houses they were in. So, and my mum and sister are in Hufflepuff. My dad and a younger brother are in Gryffindor. I'm in Ravenclaw. So, right, it's, like, yeah. so it's like that kind of thing. Where there was always, uh, I think, when growing up, there was always a little part of me that was like, felt like I was, yeah, like, separated stuff. And as like I said, it's like, you know... Yeah, it was a bit, a bit of like an accusation you made. It wasn't like a, 
thing you ever thought was intentionally done. It's just like you, by virtue of being you, yeah, had a sense of separation, and you know it wasn't like an intentional thing. You no, know that, not at all. They, that, that, that you, you also know that a lot of people didn't didn't see the separation. You know that, but like it didn't stop that feeling from being there. Yeah. No. Exactly. There are other things that have probably fed into my feelings of separation. Like, you know, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was bullied quite a lot as a kid and that kind of thing. So, no, I mean, a same as well, like, as uh, for me, as a result of my blindness. But, yeah, I got, well, I got, I got my general personality and that kind of stuff. Sure. So, yeah, like, admittedly, that probably didn't help, but it's not like the feelings weren't there anyway. Like, for example, as a kid, when I was playing as a child, I would want to play my games and I would want to do them on my own. Not yes. because I had zero interest in other people at all, but just because my playtime interested me far more. And I, the people, I was interested in my family, obviously, but I wasn't particularly interested in making new friendships. I didn't see any reason to. No, well, one thing I think that also may I could put down to actually, we're talking about that is when we had this with when I was at home, like especially as a teenager, as I, you know, my, my family may be watching the same thing as me. Uh, like we were going to watch the same, you know, watch it at the same time. But I was like, I want to watch it on my own. Um, so I would go in the back room while they were in the sitting room. And yeah. I, and I would put it down to, because I was blind, because I'm blind and with a little bit of sight, I have to sit close to the TV. And again, that could, uh, be an addition but really I do think there is the foundation of I want to react to it on my own sort of thing and I realise it's not exactly the same but I agree with you as well as far as like the playing with uh, you know if you like play with figures uh, you know when you were kids you know like that kind of thing uh, yeah it's sort of yeah it's hard to say because it's like it's not it's it's the organisation, isn't it? I think, and you know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would. I think I'd agree with that. One thing I do like about, and I do like about, it, I, 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 you know, it's it, without. I always found it quite amusing when, you know, when this whole thing of you know, a lot of people are like, oh, don't you know, what? no, I love, you know, I love being autistic. I'm kind of there, like, I mean, it's it's just who you are but mm. it's or at least a part of who you are kind of just loving who you are at that point but you know I, but I am going to use that phrase because everyone here is, is kind of the level of interest you've got in things that like I know in like film in a really great depth I know I know uh, you know I don't say I know every film in great depth but I know a lot of the procedures really really well I know a lot of fundamentals really really well any films that I do like, I know quite a lot about, and it, on the same way with comics, I know us. My comic knowledge is vast, as 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 my first day of comic society proved immediately. Um, yeah, certainly. But I, yeah. I I have a similar thing. Like my brains are just, and again, I thought it might be as a result of my blindness, but it's I mean it's possibly in, inherited as well. I, um, but I think my ASD plays a factor with my mind. Yeah, like the because I've had people say to me, like, the things I can remember, like, I remember dates, I remember, you know, so many 
things and I've been told I have a good memory and I, I, I'm not a person who likes to say like I have a good memory because that's complimenting myself and that makes me cringe but it's one of those things where to sort of what you said with at the beginning of like what led to you uh, going through with trying to get diagnosed with ASD enough when so many people tell me that I have a good memory I'm sort of there like I have to accept that I do <laughs> it's there like yeah, no, you know, yeah like I, I've got I've got the same thing because like I wouldn't describe myself as a, uh, having a good memory because I have things that I forget and I can forget things very easily but I also on the same token can remember conversations I had seven years ago with outstanding detail and depth and if you give me five minutes to look at the board, I can remember everything on it, no problem. But, yeah. yeah, so and a lot of people are quite surprised at just, just how much I can remember about things. Yeah, I've had but that too. Where I've at the had... same time, it's not like I'm immune to forgetting things, so I find, I find it really weird. Yeah. No, I've, I've like you said, I've had situations where I've gone to people and said, like, oh, I did... Is there like, oh, I did, you know... Oh, it was... Is there... Oh, when did that happen? And I'll be there. Like, oh, it happened at this point when we were doing this, and they were there like, yeah. "How do you remember that?" And I was like, um, "And in my head, and I know not to say this, but I know definitely when I was younger, and in my head even, it's there like, because it's there's two responses there. Like, How do you know this? There's there like, can't everyone <laughs> just off? And I don't yeah, mean no, that, no, yeah. and that's not meant as an arrogant way. It's just there like, I, I, um, I, I thought everyone would be able to. Uh, sort of thing. Well, I think that's, I think that's a really interesting point as well because because um, I, I find there's, there's there's two things that really can especially when you're late diagnosed or, or with autism it makes things really difficult. A there's not there's not a lot of information about how autism presents in you know when, when in I, I I hesitate to say milder forms but milder forms. Um, if you catch my drift, like where, where where you're able to integrate socially still, mm-hmm. despite having still a great amount of difficulty doing so, you know. So yeah, there's 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 that, and there's not much information about how that expresses and how that might get naturally masked. Sure. So you don't always realise what your mask is. I I you know I do things consciously. Because I know they'll make me more agreeable. Yeah. Which is masking the literal definition of it. Mm-hmm. I never considered that it might, you know, that that's what it that, that that's what it would be. I never I never considered that my natural state might might be might be a different. And you also have no concept of what people usually experience. So like, I didn't even understand that I had, you know, quite pronounced hearing until I was sixteen. Right. It, like it genuinely never occurred to me that my hearing was better. I just assumed people were, I don't know, being silly or not focusing properly. Sure. But like, um, again, I was in a drama class actually. The first time I actually realised it, well, because it was you know I heard I heard um, people because yeah you know, in the school I could pretty much hear the whole building from where, you know, like not like not like loudly, but I could hear most of the entire building as it was just Hassan and Bastan. And um I was I happened to we happened to be waiting on two people in drama, so I was listening uh, to see if I could hear them coming up and I heard people walk into the building and I heard them laugh. And I was like, oh that might be them. 
And I, said, I didn't realize I was narrating this thought out loud, but I, I was. I'm not sure if you ever do that, but sometimes I'm narrating thoughts out loud. I'm not fully aware that I'm doing it. Uh, then... I think I used to. Uh, it's hard to say because I'll be honest. And um, I mean, I know this may be uh, increased by ASD because I think I do it more than my most of my family, but I know I have inherited it, and that is talk to myself. Oh, yeah, no, which I'm not going to lie, in that sense, uh, wearing face masks has been a blessing because you know no one can see it. <laughs> oh, exactly. But, um, um, yeah, so they're coming in. I, and I, and I, yeah, so I was kind of doing this out loud. I was like, um, and then they got a bit closer. I went, oh, no, 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 no. The laughter was wrong. And my class were like, what the hell? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And I realized, and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I was just responding to the, can you not feel the laughing and things? They're like, no. I said, oh, okay. And then. The girls got closer and pretty much repeated the, the same routine because they were not interested in people. And, um, and my class kind of went through what I did, but they had to get they, but the girls had to get like into the into the outside corridor and in, in front of the door before that happened. And sure. they were just like, they went through the same thing I did, then just looked at me and went, oh, "Is that what you were hearing?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, those 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 those, those are the girls." They're like, "Jack, that was two minutes ago." And I was like, "Yeah, what's your point?" They had to have been like at the door, and it was only it was only what a hundred meter distance, two hundred meter distance. So I was like, well, "It's not very far away, is it?" Yeah. But they looked at me like they, but they were like, they were looking like generally like, I was like, "Could you really not hear it at all?" And they were like, "No, seriously, we we couldn't." And, no. and that was just kind of strange to me. Yeah, I mean, I've had one. I think the. The one I've done a lot at home is can tell where people are with the footsteps. I've done yeah, that. Yeah. I've done that at home where mum was like, mum's there, like, do you know where Seamus is? And I'll be there, like, and I'll and I'll like stop, listen. I'll be there. Like, He's in the shower. Yeah, no, exactly. Or you, you know, or you don't even need to turn around to know who's behind you because you can hear the way that. Sometimes I've done that. Yeah, I've also done that through s- smell. To be honest, I still remember. Yeah. I, f- I freaked the hell out of um, a girl once um, in my secondary school because she was walking behind me and I just went, um, hello, you know, um, hello, insert name. Uh, don't want to say it in case it would make her feel awkward if she ends okay. up hearing. But um, but I just, and she was there, like, how do you know it was me? And I was just there, like, um, you wear a certain mousse in your hair and I've just got used to the smell. Yeah, she like, was in my tutor group, so I was there like I smelled. Like, yeah, so it's like I smelled it every day because she was in my tutor group in the secondary school. So it's well, like, to be fair, some people's skin just smells different. To other people. Well, there's that as well, but in that situation, it was it's, it's very distinct, isn't it? Mousse yeah. and perfume is very um, distinct. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I, you know, I've got I've got a mate who's who who kind of has skin that smells different to other people, so I know I know what I'm I know what he's about. But I mean, I've not put it quite like that to him because people get funny about that kind of thing. But yeah, and that's see, that's the thing, isn't it? Where in my head is there like I I get why people get funny about it in the sense because I've learned why. But really, at, if you really at my core, as it were, in my heart of hearts, as it were, I'm just there like, what's the problem? Yeah, like I don't know, like when I'm focused and switched on, I I I, I know not to do it. But like, if you catch me on all this, yeah, I, I've got. I've always got to remember to put that on because it's not natural to me in the slightest. Yeah, no, it's it's 
don't know. I think. But yeah, I think it's. It's awesome. I think. I think you know one of the biggest problems of why late diagnosis is so common is because diagnosis only really focuses on, especially when you're young, only really focuses on the more extreme forms of it, and then later on in life as well, there are issues around um, just the fact that people don't, you know, you don't really know their experience because they they kind of just carry on because they all learn it through implication as well and and inference and instinct. They carry on like you've done the same thing and you and you haven't yeah and like and so you so you don't realize that there's a difference even happening until you get to a certain point and you're like oh huh there's a separation here and i don't and you, you can't work back and figure out how it happened because you don't know when it was starting yeah no i've had moments where and I just, you know, that you do things because it's, you know, surprise people. I've had moments where I'm having a conversation with someone and they'll just stop it and be there, like, hang on, you know, you know, yeah. is this happened? I don't know, like, I was trying to think of an example. So, with the site I have, for example, like, I may have just noticed that someone's hair has changed color, or I may have, for the first time, noticed what color hair they have, or that they're wearing a particular colored thing, but in my mind, I've been like it just like I've been still I have been listening to them and have been engaged with the conversation but in the back of my mind I've been going there is that purple is that blue I think it's it's purple I think it's purple and then I'm just there like I have to it's driving me insane and I'm just there sorry you're wearing a purple shirt and they just say yeah and I'm like okay (laughs) we can continue yeah Uh, Yeah, no exactly it's like um, you know you know something's off the other yeah. whole time something different and you're kind of happening to it and you sort of notice it you, you, just, you just sort of have to ask yeah. and then people are like well you're listening to me I was like oh yeah yeah you, you, you were talking about this this and this I'm just, I'm just curious about the yeah no certainly another thing um, that was very much that came up in my particular um, uh, you know I guess quizzing with the psychologist was uh, relationship with uh, animals in comparison to people uh, and again, it's not the case for everyone, but I will say for me, it was, uh, as soon as, she, as soon as she asked, it was just there. Like, yeah, I've always felt closer to animals, especially granted for me, that's probably even intensified by the fact that I've had two guide dogs at this point. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'll be honest. I, that's something that I don't have. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I also wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm really strong, stronger attached to either of them, to be honest. No, that makes sense. In general, quite difficult. So yeah. it's kind of like. Well, I mean, it, in a way, it's in, in a way it's a good that we, uh, you know, it's not like again, it's good to show that it's not like everyone no, who has like, ASD are, is the same. No, exactly. Like there are there are. Some, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are some differences. Like, for example, I know for with I you know with quite a lot of autistic people, I I still got. An even greater range of hearing than they do, hmm. or get um, you know our, our obsessions are all different as well, like our special interests, which is something that I I really like because um, it means that we can talk passionately about one thing. And one thing that I really love as well is I find that we're quite good at letting other people talk about our special interests and kind of just engaging in that conversation without expecting them to stop. 
yeah. or at a certain point so that we can talk about hours necessarily sure. or things like that. I, I, I don't know if you've got that as well, but like I, I find that if someone's going on about their special interest, it's, 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 it's something I can, I can just listen to. Yeah. No, I mean, nine, definitely nine times out of ten. I'm sure there's an exception where I'd actually, where it, would, it wouldn't be too interesting. But no, no, I, I mean, definitely in most situations I've had, like, I'll happily, like, listen to people talk about their interests. Like, I've got friends, for example, who are big anime fans. I, I mean, you know, at, not, not to be too crass, but at the end of the day, I couldn't give a fuck about anime. Um, <laughs> but I'll happily listen to what they're talking about and to be honest like sometimes some of the things they say I'm generally there like oh that sounds interesting it's not like I'm I have a stance where I'm there like you know never going to touch anime um, I watched one no that, I didn't have something that's particularly grabbed you yeah yeah I mean I watched one uh, what was it My, one of the friends she had uh, she had um, the box set for the anime Death Note uh, which I did watch uh, and I enjoyed it uh, and you know so but it's yeah it's just not just not my thing in the same way that she it like superheroes aren't her thing um you know it's but yeah like i'll happily like listen to um her and my other and my a couple of my other mates i like, talk about anime you know i've got you know a friend who's f- obsessed with transformers and i'll happily um uh, you know I, you know he was in he was on the first episode of this podcast um uh pretty sure we touched on it you know he's got over a thousand figures um so it's like but i still like yeah I like i may not be as into it as him but i still happily listen to it uh and in some way i think because in that sense it's because you're friends with them i think their interest is engaging enough yeah is exactly it? it's all like nice to see somebody else getting to just dive into their interest without having to be at your about. level as well as far as your level of it, like it's nice to see someone else like in a way that how how I guess how obsessed and how I don't know gleeful is that a good word to use for this that you feel when talking about what your interests it's good to see that it's the case for other people does that make sense yeah that makes perfect sense I I, I, I agree yeah I agree and it's a lot easier than so I mean it helps that you're friends with them granted but it's a lot interesting to say um uh Say so I, I don't know about you, but this is something we were uh, again talking about with the psychologist is uh, uh, small talk, as in uh, not not good with it, hate it, actually really feel very awkward. Um, it's weird to, though because in some ways you have to do small talk with everyone, like they even like let's be honest, like you yeah, and I talking, I to, I you and you and I getting to know each other. It's like, yeah, like I don't I don't mind people asking people how they are. That's fine. That's yeah. just. I think it's when it gets to like the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's always like, oh, what's the weather? Or they want to talk about, you know, they want to talk about politics. They don't actually want to talk about politics. If you know what I mean, like they want to, yes, sort of surface mention a thing, but they don't actually want to talk about the thing. They just want to go, oh hey, that was that wasn't that crazy in the news? Oh yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, fashion or 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 anyway, yeah, football. Like. I'm not. Why would you even say that? Just get to think. If you're not going to go into depth with that, don't. It's not a topic. It's, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'll be honest. The thing as well, why I, I probably is what I feel particularly awkward when it comes to 
weather being mentioned for forecast is especially this time of year it's there like ah oh, isn't it lovely weather we're having but uh i'm not a fan of heat i i do not like heat but you know yeah. but you know that it will fr- that that you'll get questions and it may even feel a bit like an interrogation if if they're like oh isn't it lovely lovely weather we're having and i go nah i don't like it <laughs> yeah no, exactly. Right. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I do, I do engage in small talk because I know it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a thing that helps people feel more comfortable. I'm not sure, and it's, a, it, yeah, and I agree. I it's, it's a horrible balance really as well. What, I don't really understand why yeah. people feel comfortable because it's just. I mean, I say that because it just wastes time, and I could yeah. get the thing. No, usually, like, you know, you know, the first time I speak to someone in a day, I'll ask them how they are. And I never will again because there's no point. I've done it. I know how you are. Yeah. So I'm honestly going to sit there. Like, I've, I've learned to use your right as a greeting now because people do that all the time. Sure. But I used to. I used to when I was younger. Just I'd just ask. Everyone's now. I'd ask immediately. I wouldn't ask how they were. I would do that. Like, do you have this? Yes. Thank you. Leave. That was it. That was all interaction. Yeah. I now, if I've not spoken to them in an hour, it's they 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 people prefer that you go, "Hey, how you doing? Can I get the thing?" And that softens it somehow. Yeah, it's I know because it's because it's a weird balance though. Because like I said, I'm not a fan of small talk, but then some situations, it's not all though, but there are some situations where silence is very um, is at, is in a way worse than I actually do like try and say something. But I think it depends. No, I, I understand that instinct, but I have that instinct. But I, I don't feel that with small talk. I pick one of the topics that's in my head that I find interesting and start oh, trying to talk about that. I mean, I'll try to. It depends on the people, admittedly, because, I mean, I think you always have to start off the same way, don't you, where it's like, so how are you? Um, I'll let you say, oh, yeah, say well, I, you're right. I understand that part of the conversation, you know. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, there's the how are you, good weekend. Like, like I, I do actually want to know about this weekend, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't just want to know whether it was good or know what they did. Yes, I mean, again, it depends on the. I, I think it, de- it depends on the situation. For example, I'm thinking of. Um, I think moments like, for example, where I'm not too bothered about small talk and, um, is say when I get um, assistance in a supermarket. Hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Part of me is there, like I say, because, you know, this mace surprise some people but a lot of um, people who are blind don't enjoy getting assistance it's just that we have to <laughs> to to get the job done so I'm sort of there like I just want to get my shopping and go you know I don't want to talk about the weather I don't want to talk about I don't you well, know no, don't... Of course not. why would you want to do that you're yeah. there to get shopping yeah so it's like that kind of stuff but it, it is it is interesting but um to uh to go um Slightly backwards, I guess. Uh, like you obviously touched upon um, uni. We obviously talked. That's where uh, we where we met, being student helpers. Uh, and you sort of mentioned there you were a you were a film student. Yes, yes, I was. Yeah, I was a film student there. I really, yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed studying film at university. It was good. It was a good. Yeah. good course. What what specifically um, part of uh, filmmaking is it that you are into? Like, are you into all of it? Like, as far as like the directing, screenwriting, I am. I, I, I am. I am. I am into all of it. I love the, just the general part of it. And my 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 specialty is kind of like the directing department. That's the department that I like. So, um, sure. if I was 
you know, I, I do eventually want to become a, a film director. I do direct my own short films all the time. Uh, I, I released one of them in Prime last month. Uh, no, not last month, sorry. Yeah, the start of the year called Bar Watch. Um, it's, it's still on Amazon, but it's now off of Amazon Prime because they no longer put, um, put um, unsolicited short films on there. But it's available to rent and buy it on Amazon, so I'm quite happy that that's still there. Nice, um, nice achievement. Yeah, no, thank you. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a noir about a bartender who is kind of really, really bored with his life, and then he gets asked to buy a patron, and it kind of just explores how that situation goes horribly wrong. And I found that a really, really fun project to do. It was just three days with a big, probably the biggest crew that I've managed on my own. Right. We had a twenty, we had a twenty, twenty-five man crew on it, and it, it was a, it was a really great great experience i really adored it um yeah and i'm currently work, i'm currently working on a samurai film called jimbo moon we've got um we've got an instagram and a facebook page all sorted out and we shot the first block of that a couple of weekends ago and that that's been really really great so i'm really excited to do some more on the social media push of that we're even we're even selling one of the swords actually at nice. the moment to uh, help us run the rest of the rest of the rest of the two blocks so uh yeah no, that that was really cool, and getting that all designed and done up was was amazing. Um, and I am also currently working in the industry, not in the department that I would like to. I'm I'm currently in the COVID department on something. Sure, getting your foot in the door, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's that's what this is what getting into industry is like, isn't it? But um, I mean, that I'm really I'm really loving that, and uh, it's it's actually really. It's actually a really great job. A job I've got. I, don't, I haven't been working with a good team, and there's a lot of clear rules and protocols that I know what they are, and I don't. I don't have to reinterpret too many of them, which sure. is nice. I find in a lot of jobs, there's there's what the contract says you're meant to do, and then what you're actually meant to do, and right. those are not the same thing. Um, but like you know what, like the theory and the practice of it, and then. But this this one, the theory and practice are, are thankfully pretty much the same. Good. Really good, but yeah. but yeah, you know, I think I think what I love about film is it's to me it's the best combination of every medium. Right. Because you've got you've got a bit of technicality and or scientific side of it through um, the cameras and the lights and getting them all set up just perfect and that kind of thing. And uh, screenplays are actually designed much more formulaically than they are necessarily designed as uh, pure literary work so it's it's it's, it's actually quite uh, it, it's a mixture between creative writing and um, almost like a battle strategy which I really love about it sure uh, the writing part um, of film um, you know and I, I think it's uh, you know it's got the the intimate character work that you can get in theatre. It's got some of the visual beauty you only really get in art. It's obviously got photography, the big, the big element element of it, and and it's also kind of gets your senses as well with good music and sound. And I, you know, for me, because it's such an all-round and all-encompassing art form that has more potential for movement, intimacy. And just pure creativity to me, sure. a lot of other mediums do. Because a lot of other mediums are very, are, are very, very creative in their one thing, but film can do it for everything. 
and that is something I find just so engrossing about it. And I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I obviously do read books. I listen to music. I do all of that. But you ever enjoy for any of that and, and, and sitting down for afternoons and watching television and film, that's what I'd be doing in my afternoon because to me, it's just, it's just the art form that I find the most interesting. Sure. I never really thought about it, but I think a lot of the things you're saying is probably, I'm probably there. Like that's probably why I'm a big fan of it as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, to what you said, like as someone who goes to see, I did my degree in creative writing, writing uh, something like a novel in comparison to a f- screenplay is, uh, it's very much, it's a, it's a, I guess it's in the same wheelhouse, but it's very much a different barrel. Yeah. Uh, very much so. And yeah, but I like, like I said, the things you say is probably why I'm a, such a big fan of movies, which is I know is there's an element of irony, considering <laughs> that the visual element I don't fully enjoy like some. Like uh, a CGI is obviously a big one. Like nine times out of ten, I have no idea if it's good CGI or bad CGI. But I often well, say, yeah, in a way though, that can sort of be a blessing because if in some ways, in some ways, because you know you not. Yeah, you, know, you, you 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 can almost get a bit more immersion in that kind of thing because, like the prequels, for example, that's got it's got some bad CGI in it, the prequels. Some of it's good, some of it's not, but you won't necessarily notice that. No, for example, no, definitely not. I, I mean, I often say, if, um, and I think this is a fair um, point. If I if I if I notice that it's bad CGI, you know it's bad CGI. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, uh, I'm assuming like Scorpion King, maybe. Uh, never, never actually watched that. The one that I always go to um, is um, X Men Origins Wolverine. His claws. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they look like cartoons. <laughs> I do. I mean, I kind of like that film, but <laughs> I like I I I I acknowledge the claws that do not look great. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I mean, it's not a good film, but. I, I mean, still love it anyway. oh yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm not going to begrudge people like like. I mean, I don't think it's not the worst Batman film by any means in my mind. But I'm a I'm a big fan of Batman Forever. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fun. It's probably there is an element of nostalgia. It has to be said because it was the first. It's the first comic book movie I ever watched. That's fair. Uh, mine was uh, mine was the original Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, uh, that's fair. I don't know why my 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 brother had Batman Forever on uh, VHS, so I just oh, I just watched it as a four year old, maybe three year old. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the first, and then I, and then uh, my dad took me to uh, see the the first Sam Raimi Spider Man would have been my first comic book movie in the cinema. Uh, not my yeah. first time going to the cinema. Funnily enough, you mentioned the prequels. Phantom Menace was my first time going to the cinema, but yeah, oh, cool. yeah, I had sight, <laughs> which is weird to think. When I when I watched that, would have been the same as well when I first watched Batman Forever. Well, do you do you still are you still able to remember like uh, images from those films? And like you can see, this is the thing I don't I really can't tell in my head because I have memories from before I lost my sight. But it's like I remember them at the end of a long tunnel. Oh, I see. It, okay. It's not like I see them clearly, if that makes sense. It's okay. No, I was just curious. No, no, and it's a fair question. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like for all I know, maybe I do have some 
visual element that I just don't realize because it would make sense if I do to be honest because and maybe again that's why in in a weird way maybe that's why I enjoy Batman Forever but then again I say that it's not like um I'm not I I don't I don't 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 be wrong I don't hate it to the same degree some people do but I do, um but I know Phantom Menace isn't the best film ever the thing is though it's got the best it's got the best lightsaber fight in my opinion yeah that's the thing about it. Like you can't dismiss it because it's got one or two things. Like I actually find Qui Gon Jinn quite quite a fun character. I, I like he was him. my favorite character from that as yeah. a kid. I actually I I had um I was a big action man kid, so I actually they did a Qui Gon Jinn action man. So like, oh yeah, I didn't like the texture of his hair, admittedly, but I liked the figure because <laughs> it was like I don't I say real hair. I don't actually know if it was real hair, but you know what I mean. It was like you know, it was it wasn't like it was solid plastic. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. Yeah, but no, I, I yeah, I actually as a kid, I preferred Qui Gon Jinn to Obi Wan. Um, I know we were like watch it back, like Ewan McGregor's good as Obi Wan as well, and uh, yeah, like the the fight scenes great in my opinion. I was a big Jar Jar fan as a kid. I'm not now as an adult. <laughs> I do remember. I, I I remember as a kid, I used to enjoy doing the uh, the you know the tongue waggling. Um, you know, and the noise that he makes when um, Qui Gon grabs his tongue. <laughs> but that's, oh, yeah, but that's yeah. It's it's weird to um, yeah. I but I don't think it's it's as bad as some people like to say. I think the problem is, yeah, admittedly, between all that stuff, for me, not to turn this into a Star Wars podcast, but it's. Uh, uh, it's very uh, boring in places. There's a lot of uh, walking and talking and exposition. Uh, very expo- very exposition heavy as a film. Yes, it, it, it is. It's, yeah. uh, is it again? So, so is Star Wars in general. Like, if you actually... I don't know. I, I think the problem is with the prequels is they weren't as smart about their exposition as the original trilogy was no I mean I have to say like and again um, I have to say like I actually think to what you said about the exposition I think A New Hope is uh, overrated personally uh, in the sense oh. of um, I, oh. I, I'm not oh. saying it's bad not saying it's bad I think I do I do enjoy it and it's it's better than episode one and two I actually think Revenge of the Sith is more enjoyable in my opinion, okay. To be fair, I do. To be fair, I do love. I do love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And for a long time, it was my favorite Star Wars film. But um, I think I think the big point. thing for me to say, like, so obviously George Lucas wrote all the prequels, and he yeah. wrote A New Hope on his own. And to me, I think you can tell that then other people come on board for Episode Five and Episode Six. Yeah, I I very much think that you can. But a new A New Hope. The reason, you know, for me, it's. Well, that that film was actually the reason I wanted to make films. I but think it was for many. It was for many. It was yeah. It was one of the first films that I watched, and I just remember being like, "I want to do that." Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and I suppose this is the difference for me as well. Like, unlike, I think, unlike uh, a lot of people, um, I didn't what I didn't see the uh, original trilogy first. I watch the prequels first uh so just due to i guess 
age of growing up and it's not like um, either of my parents were Star Wars fans so it's not like that situation where they would have wanted to show me the original trilogy first um, my dad couldn't give up about sci-fi is the reality uh, so considering he's the one who took me to watch Star Wars and um, also uh, recommended Doctor Who to me when it came back in 2005 you know I give him props for that as a as a parent who didn't give a crap about the genre but, but he yeah, re- but he realised that I was into it. No, which is always nice. I like, like a lot of like you know, my mum and dad aren't interested in quite a lot of the films that I am or present I am, but they will quite happily listen to me prattle on about <laughs> it for a long time. Well they've had a bit like I said, they gave me they gave me the little tip. I said usually within twenty minutes people start getting bored, so that's a good time to change the topic. Yeah. Uh, but they will let they will let me get on well past that point. If I want, if I'm really into it, which I I really love actually, because I really yeah. yeah. There's always a line. I mean, my my dad and younger brother recently watched uh, the Joker film, so had a bit of a conversation about that. But again, during the whole time, I am conscious of uh, there being a line where I'd go too far into, you know, into nerdville for them. Uh, so I have to uh, keep it to a minimum. I did. Have, I had a weird one recently where my dad. Um, um, randomly got me to explain the difference between Marvel and DC to my mum uh, which oh, uh, right. that was I don't know what exactly they were talking about um, to lead to it because again it's not like they're traditionally Marvel and DC fans but my dad just asked as I was I was about to leave actually because um, I was I was heading out to funnily enough I think go and watch a Marvel film uh, but yeah and I was just there like trying to think of ways to put it I was just there like like I said my mu- I was my dad was out oh, what characters are Marvel is that and I said so what characters are DC these ones and mum's like so what's the difference I was there like they're different companies in the same industry it's like I don't know it's like Tesco's and Asda um you know both very successful in their field but different companies that was the way I think I put it well, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, I would just very much describe it as they're, they're, they're two kind of companies that kind of have a different, I do always love the, uh, the Marvels about, about uh, humans trying to be gods while uh, DC is trying to uh, always gods about gods with human traits. Yeah. 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 I always like that description. It's not always, always accurate, but I always describe it as two rival comic book companies that have different, different characters that are quite iconic. DC has, uh, as Batman and Superman, they usually have a lot of more fictional cities, while Marvel tends to focus more on real locations and has characters like Captain America and Iron Man and Wolverine and Spider-Man. Yeah. No, exactly. No, exactly. But it's... Uh, I think... Uh, uh, at the risk of uh, alienating some listeners, I think we, sh- we should probably uh, move away from the... Uh, Comic book chatter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I would. With a lot of the, you know, the, you know, I think, I think the late that aspect, but in some ways, it's really nice to help us understand things. I, I think there should be something in place to help it get understood earlier, so that so I feel like there could have been some intervention to help me earlier. Like, there's a lot of challenges that I just think I'm just always going to have now with quite a. Big degree, like um, so, 
for example. Like, I don't understand a lot of how much I'm meant to stay in contact with people unless I set clear rules, which I know people don't really do. Or I don't... I don't really understand how often I'm meant to be seeing people. And it, it's weird to me that you that there's a certain length of time that you can go. You, you can have two people that you know roughly the same, I care about roughly the same. And if you spend, if you don't talk to one of them every X amount of times, you suddenly, not, they suddenly don't consider you a friend, but the other one you could go 10 years without talking to and they'd still consider you a friend, which to me I find really weird. No, I mean, I get that, I think. I suppose with me, I, the way I look at it is just it's it changes on uh, situations, doesn't it? Like, because admittedly, like I think that's a way when you know that you have good friends that you don't talk for ages, but then when you do chat for the first time, whether it's in person or not, it's like nothing's changed. But say, like you know, I have friend, I have a mate who's you know who works on cruise ships, so he's often you know busy and abroad. So I get and in a different time zone, obviously, as a result. So it's like, so not going to be able to talk to him too regularly, so there's less pressure there. I have, um, you know, a friend who's um, assistant manager at, at a Domino's, so I get that he's, you know, working quite late into the evening. I have a mate who's doing a, becoming a hygienist at uni. It's like, you know, it's, there's, there's, but then I have, you know, I have friends who, you know, who, like me, they are, um registered blind and as a result they've struggled to get into employment so they're probably typically freer but obviously not every time because you know we do you know you do still do your own things when you're not employed it's not like you know you're just it's not like you're just sitting around I mean some days maybe but it's not like you're just sitting lazing around you know being a couch potato for 24 hours 24 7 well no exactly there is stuff that you're doing like yeah yeah. I've been unemployed for a bit and most of the time I'm applying for jobs or yeah I am occasionally seeing friends or or I'm writing or I'm doing something yeah but no it's, it's I get what you mean as far as the um not keeping in you know how much do you keep in touch with people I have to say it's probably not helped by the fact that I think I've inherited from my dad um I'm not the best at um making first contact all the time I'm very I am conscious of that at moments I'm 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 good at it just purely because I never was as when I was younger and I never heard from anybody. So I was kind of like, oh, well, it'd be, it'd be nice to occasionally do that. So I'm sure. interested, annoying. But then on the same level, I sometimes I sometimes got like, but then I also don't know how much is too much either because I am actually I do actually have a social contact desire. I do want to talk to people. Yes. Want to but it's quite difficult for me to get a handle on it because I either I, I go from zero to one hundred really easily. Like I didn't really have an instinct to do it at all, so I would never talk to anyone again until I was about sixteen, seventeen, and it was became I think it became more of a thing that I would mention that oh you should, probably should, and then I decided right I'm going to take an interest in it, and then I did, and because when I say I'm going to do something, I really really go for it. I've now sort of gone for it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I've always enjoyed my alone time, but I've always known that I enjoy the element of socialization. But that has, um, I mean, that has, I think, like it has for many people, that's become more evident to me uh, with the pandemic. Uh, you know, obviously, I've had the chance to meet up with some people more recently and uh, have, have very much enjoyed it, but still enjoy my alone time, which obviously, uh, uh, 
this time um, around this month at the time of recording will is uh, me watching uh, the football because uh, mm. uh, but yeah it's it is interesting the um, yeah social cues aren't always the uh, easiest my, my the one that I struggle with and I uh, and it depends on the level of friendship you're at granted is how you end a series of messages you know when you've just been talking back and forth with someone and they say something and I'm sort of there like um, I can't there's nothing really I should say to that that I can say to that but in my mind I'm there like but you know socially should I like acknowledge that I've seen it and then say something to wrap up the conversation do you know what I mean yeah yeah no I get it because you kind of you kind of registered, you got registered you've seen the message and then you've got to but yeah you do there are points where you just won't shut it down I don't know about you but I've kind of got like I'm good in bursts socially yeah, as in sometimes. Like, do you mean so? So like, like most of the time, I don't really want to be sociable. When I want to be sociable, I'm usually I'm good for that. Like in the most conversations, I'm good for the first half an hour, and then I get deeply, deeply bored, and I need two hours to recharge so I can get, go back to being interested. Sure. Uh, when I hang out day, I'm engaged and I'm not, and then I am again. I think it depends on what I'm doing, because obviously when you're socialising. The thing is, I think for me, because when I when I socialise, I'm often going to the cinema first, which is obviously like two to three hours, where you're you're socialising in a way, but you're not because obviously you're just sat there watching the film. And then, but then I think of like the times where I've sat in the pub and um, so that, um, you know and just like chatted for so many hours with people, and. And granted, that can be easier depending on the time. That's why I enjoy going to a pub earlier in the day because people are at work and uh, it's not gonna it's gonna be less noisy. Um, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, so I don't know. I think I think for me, I'm not. I think I do. I I don't know if it. Maybe it is that I do need to recharge at times, and that's why I enjoy my alone time. But I've just never thought about it that way before. But yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, for me, I just, I just know that I, I sustain interest for X for a short, for pretty short periods, and then I'm kind of in this direction. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. But it depends on who I work because some, some yes, people, exactly, some people almost trigger like, almost, it's almost like they're they're almost like a secondary special interest. If you get what I mean? Sure. No, certainly. But it's no, it's very much the case. But I think uh, we've definitely we've we've covered a decent amount. I think today. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we definitely have too. I think. Yeah, you know, I've really enjoyed talking about it. It's been quite interesting. I think we've kind of shed a bit of light on what the experience can be with, um, you know, a late diagnosis of autism. Kind of, kind of said how we've experienced it. Yes, and to clarify, we are by no means saying that this is the situation for everyone. Oh no, not at all. It gets a late diagnosis. I think I think I think you know if you ask autistic people, I'll give you ten answers, different answers. I mean, we gave different answers to a lot of questions. Strictly speaking, yes, yes, very much. We've had there's some similarities, but there's um, yeah, many differences as well. 
But yeah, no, thank you for joining me today, Jack. No, no worries. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter, at TheBlindBrennan. Send an email to TheBlindBrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes and you'll hear us again next time.